the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business. So let's get started. You can always check out my website, ShalomKlein.com, and follow me on Twitter. I post lots of information relevant to small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm really excited for our first guest on the program. Uh, Martin Saints is the managing partner of the Quest Funds. And Martin brings social good into smart investing. Uh, Martin is uh, very generous with his firsthand experience, uh, which uh, has uh, he's been working for uh, over 15 years, a successful entrepreneur and real estate investor brings a lot of uh, strategy and experience to the Quest model as a Bachelor of Arts degree in philosophy from University of Texas, San Antonio, and an MBA from Drexel University, and an MS in project management, which just goes on and on and on. Martin, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on, Shalom. Much appreciated. So I love to get to know the person behind the entrepreneurial excellence. So how did you get started? How did you develop your passion for entrepreneurship? So actually, I always had the uh, passion inside me. However, where the, the, the point at which I took action was when, um, when I got out of graduate school and got a, a corporate job in consulting, and then I got fired from that job a few years later. And my wife and I realized um, you know, at that time that I just was not cut out for corporate America. It was not, uh, you know, I wasn't good at playing politics and Etc. And we just decided at that point we needed to go into business ownership. That's awesome. And you wrote a book um, called "Note Investing Made Easier: How to Buy and Profit from Distressed Mortgages." So, how did you get into note investing? And if you can demystify the topic for our listeners that may have never heard of note investing at all. Sure, absolutely. So I have a I have a buy and hold real estate background. So um, you know, buying properties and renting them out essentially, both on the commercial and residential side. However, I had I had visited a local real estate club and in the Washington D.C. area, and I stumbled upon note investing there at the club. And what that essentially is, from the perspective that that I invest, is is purchasing of mortgages whereby the borrowers have not made a payment in four or five years. And I would work with the homeowners to create a creative solution, such as like a loan modification, to help bring them back on their feet while making a profit for myself. And, and you know, hence, it's a win-win situation. And that's how I got started into note investing. 
Wow, that's uh, that's fantastic. So, how risky is note investing, and uh, especially in this day and age? I mean, we're living in uncharted territory. Uh, how how have you been handling? How has note investing been impacted by COVID nineteen and the year that we've had? Sure, absolutely. So, um, you know, <clears throat> there's both both an internal and external factor, right? So, uh, how risky it is depends on on the expertise of the operator. So I think that goes with you know any industry. So the more um, that the that the operator has a you know all their bis- business systems set up, all their capital in place, uh, you know they, they have um, full capabilities to run a due diligence slash underwriting on opportunities. Then if they're set up that way, then it's going to be less risky. Now in terms of um, COVID and the moratoriums that have you know, gone on throughout the country in terms of eviction and foreclosures. A lot of that deals with deals with government sponsored mortgages. So these are not mortgages that that we purchase. We purchase mortgages in the secondary market space. With that said, we are conscious of of um, you know all all the stipulations that the CARE Act has, and uh, you know we want to be in compliance as well as we want to be compassionate lenders if someone is having a circumstance. But in all in all, our collectability percentages have stayed steady throughout COVID. And what we found in a nutshell was the exact opposite of what's out there in the media. And that is people are, are appreciating their homes more than they have in the past. They're fixing them up. They're staring at their lawns because they're working at a home. And so they're, they're just thinking of all sorts of projects to undergo in their house. And they're viewing their home as a safe haven. And so we're finding that there's a deeper appreciation for people's homes. And, and, their, and our collectability percentages reflect that. Wow. And what I find fascinating about everything that you're doing, note investing, and in general, what you, your wife, your family, so, so committed to is this idea of making a social impact. Yes, it's about making you know, a profit. Yes, it is about making dollars and cents, but about having that impact. So let's sort of dive a little bit deeper into that. Tell us a little bit about some of the stories that you've heard and why you're so passionate about this. Absolutely. So when, I, when my wife and I got into business ownership in 05, um, we it took us three years to get off the ground. I mean, we were beat up every which way financially, and uh, we we got behind on our mortgage and with a large lender. And um, <clears throat> what we found was um, a, a le- we would talk to a different person every time we tried to do a workout. We um, would try to send in partial payments; they would get rejected. We got uh, a whole whole slew of obstacles that got thrown at us when we tried to um, do do right by by our, our our obligation and we just were financially strapped for those years and so um, you know it all kind of came back around where where I stumbled into note investing and I realized I can buy these loans in a defaulted state at a discount and because I bought it at a discount, I can provide concessions to the homeowner to help them stay in their home with a payment they can afford while making a good profit for myself. And so that's an incredible win-win. And just throughout the years, I mean, I've worked on personally over a thousand of these mortgages and just to see people appreciate, you know, you treating them with compassion 
treating them in a humane way, I, I mean, that goes a long way to forming deep rooted relationships with, with the bars. And it's been an incredible journey as a result. It sure does. Um, it, it goes a very, very long way. And so I know you and your family are based in the DC area. Where have your investments been? And uh, now with the book, I'm sure you have a, uh, a global presence, but uh, tell us a little bit about uh, sort of where your reach is and what the next year, uh, some of your goals are. Sure, absolutely. So we, we relocated our company last year during COVID down to Florida. Um, you know, Florida, you know, pr- proved to be a, a more of an open state. There's no state income taxes. So it was just kind of a right move for our company. So we actually relocated our whole staff and my partner relocated in from Denver as a result. So we're, we're all here together in the Sarasota area. Now, um, as it relates to, um, you know, what we've been up to, I mean, we've purchased $20 million in distressed mortgages over the past year. So we've been pretty active. We have, um, we, we launched Bequest Funds, which is an income fund that houses only performing seasoned mortgages. So, so we created a whole separate division whereby um, Bequest is an evergreen fund with no expiration date. It pays 8% annually and it pays out our investors on a monthly basis. So it's a, it's a Reg D uh, fund set up for accredited investors with the SEC. And so, um, you know, we find like the future is creating more of a legacy play for um, ourselves and our investors as, as we um, purchase more performing mortgages and help homeowners on the distress side as well. Wow. Well, congratulations. And you've written the book, which I know is hopefully inspiring others. So I'll leave you uh, with one question, one request for you to share uh, where people can learn more about the book. I know we'd share all the nuggets, but what is the one takeaway uh, in our remaining 30 seconds that you want our listeners to put into action immediately? And where can they find the book? Sure. So you can go to Amazon and just type in note investing. I've written actually four books on the subject and I speak at conferences around the country. But if you shoot me an email at martin at bqfunds.com, I'll send you a free ebook. That's probably the best way to get in touch. As far as a nugget, you know, this is in my, this is from my heart of hearts. Uh, I only invest in assets that cash flow and that I have control over. And I've, I've been bitten every which way when I haven't followed those two uh, rules of thumb. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for all that you are doing. Uh, Martin, one more time, where can people uh, learn more about you, all of your books and all, uh, and all that you're doing? Sure. Um, email me at martin at bqfunds.com. Uh, visit us at noteinvestingmadeeasier.com. And you can get in touch with us. You can go to Amazon and just put in my name, Martin Signs, S-A-E-N-Z. And my books will all come up as a result. Well, thank you, Martin. Thank you for joining us. We're going to squeeze in a quick break here on Get Down to Business. When we return, more small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get on my website, shellandflying.com. That's your good download podcast from the past seven plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Again, we will be right back after this quick break. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. My next guest has been described as a life changer. Daniel Pope is the CEO of the Be Known Agency. He helps your art audience market and differentiate themselves within their niche. Daniel Pope, welcome to the program. Hey, great to be here. Excited to share a little bit about what we do and how I can help others. 
I was super excited for it. So, Daniel, I like to get to know the person behind the microphone. Tell us your story, how you got into uh, into. I, I know you uh, you often use the word secret. It's not going to be a secret after our conversation today. But how did you how did you become a subject matter expert and start your own company? Well, the year was 1995, and I was born. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, flashback a few years ago, and I was working as an IT consultant, and I realized that you know. I could be fixing printers all my life or I could help others. So, you know, I started listening to Tony Robbins and realized that it was the big part was about impact, right? And so I set out on a mission to impact a million people before I'm 30 in the next five years. And I realized I couldn't do that one-on-one. -on -one, so I started helping those that help others, specifically course creators, coaches, people selling their info products online and really shifted a mindset towards instead of how do we make money how do we make impact and that's that's a big shift that all entrepreneurs must make but anyway today we're providing done for you services for those people and man i love it that's awesome so tell us about be known uh first of all the name and uh and what you guys do yeah so really the name comes from my belief that best known beats the best right I hear all the time, oh my gosh, Susie, Debbie, they're selling inferior products, but they're millionaires. And I'm like, well, you're just not known enough. It comes down to three things, attention, system, and follow-up. And first and foremost, you need attention. It's a crazy world, age of distraction. So how do you get attention? And, you know, it's, it's really all about those three things is what we focus on. And, you know, technically speaking, that's advertising, that's strategic partnerships, that's building funnels and emails and copywriting and stuff like that. But yeah, the, the name really is the foundation of what we do. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. And your clients are very, very happy. And I, I don't want to give uh, all of the secret sauce over here because we will most certainly send people over to your website. But you have several examples of businesses, of personalities that you've helped uh, to build their reputation. So uh, Daniel, what is what is some, what are some of the things that you'd like to see our listeners put into practice that they can do themselves? But certainly, what are some of the things that you and your phenomenal team are putting into practice on behalf of your clients? Yeah, so starting with the clients, my big thing is that we're selling cereal, quote unquote, right? They've cultivated this beautiful golden wheat field or whatever cereal is made of, sugar, I guess. <laughs> and we stick it into our factory. You can call us Kellogg's and out pop cereal boxes. But first and foremost, Clients need to understand that they need to be social. They need to be them instead of forcing them themselves into some sort of cookie cutter mold that they think they've seen ads and they think they need to sit in front of a Lambo or have this beautiful beach house or whatever. No, just be you. We're all different flavors of ice cream, right? Some people don't like Rocky Road. Some people do. And then on the flip side, what we do is we strap their business to our rocket ship. And so what that means is they've already cultivated an audience. They've cultivated some sort of following. So they're rolling down the runway, right? They just don't know how to take off. And they're tired of taking a bunch of coaching programs, trying to teach them how to do it. They're tired of trying to do it themselves. You know, you and I, we could both go out there, spend hours on YouTube and try to build our own pool, you know, swimming pool. Would it look great? Probably not. I don't know about you, but I'm not a plumber. I'm not a concrete pourer. So we, we got to stay in our lane. And that's the big thing. Clients, they need to focus on what they're great at, which is creating video content. And for us, 
I guess you could call us the IT team that also makes money. And how have things changed? And uh, we're now having this conversation in 2021. Um, the past year, year and a half has really shifted things pretty dramatically. How are you and your team evolving on behalf of your customers? Yeah, that's a great question. And one that I actually talked to my consultants about yesterday. You know, the biggest thing that we started doing was qualifying better, right? And that allows us full transparency into our business. When we were not qualifying, we we're taking on every, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry who could come in who had some sort of course. But in reality, not everybody is ready for scale. I wrote a great blog article on it on my website, beknown.agency. And there are a lot of people who are not ready for scale. So some of the best things we did last year was put into place better qualifiers, also create solid systems around what we do. So instead of us just being able to take on one client a week, in theory, we could take on 10 clients a week and we're building out custom platforms and stuff like that. But in addition to that, the mindset, stay focused. That's it. Stay focused. The storms will come. They will, but they don't last forever. And we can see that as we're, what, a, a year into the, the crazy times here? They don't last forever. And so really, as the clients go, it was a huge shift to say, hey, everybody's dealing with this. How can we make it personal? How can I be real? And it goes back to my ice cream analogy. Just keep staying true to your flavor of ice cream. People will find you. I like the ice cream analogy a lot over here. Um, and you, you talk a lot about uh, connecting um, with your uh, connecting with your uh, customers' needs. You talked earlier about uh, understanding your area of expertise. Every business owner knows what they're good at, but they also know where they're not so good. Um, so you have uh, you have developed your subject matter expertise over here, uh, and. I, I'm just curious, what is what was that one aha moment as a business owner uh, that you had, not just in the Be Known agency, um, but also just in your own experience as an entrepreneur? Yeah, wonderful question there. And the number one thing that comes to mind is understanding that you don't have to do it all yourself. Everything needs to get done, but you don't have to do it. So I, I follow a, a triad here. Can it be eliminated? Can we remove it from the process, the system, the business? If you can't be eliminated, can we automate it? Now, if we can't automate it, what happens? Can we delegate it? So elimination, automation, and delegation. And that's really what I help my clients with. We don't do any coaching per se with our clients. It's just a byproduct of the done for you work. Hop on a weekly call and we're always talking about that stuff. You know, I'm always helping them with, look, get that out of here or automate it. We can easily do that with Zapier, Integromat or delegate it. Like there's people that can work five, 10, 15, 20 bucks an hour when you are making 40, 400, 4,000 bucks an hour. So how do you stand out? How do you stand out from your competitors? Because let's face it, there's a lot of folks out there that, that talk about uh, helping their customers spread the word, become a subject matter expert. What, what is your uh, sort of unique value proposition um, that you want to put out to our customers or to our listeners? All right, so for clients who qualify, we look at their profit predictors, revenue, profitability, email list, stuff like that. We work on a performance basis. Basically, we come in, we grow their business, and we just take a percentage of what we grow. No flat fees, no retainers, nothing like that. And we invest our time, energy, and team into their business because, number one, we got to believe in their business. So 
we don't work on any sort of flat rate. Of course, we do have flat rate if, if somebody wants to do that. But our best business model is a profit share performance basis. And in addition to that, we provide the roles of seven different team members when we come in. So they don't have to go out and take another coaching program or course. They don't have to hire and train and fire random freelancers around the world. And they don't have to spend their mental resources trying to wrangle a bunch of contractors. Wow. I love it. I absolutely love it. I've been chatting with Daniel Pope from the Be Known Agency. Daniel, where can people learn more about you, everything you do, and hear more about your story and your successes on behalf of your clients? The number one place to find out more about what we do is beknowntoday.com. That is B-E-K-N-O-W-N today.com. So watch a quick video there. You'll see some more about what we do and who we help. And then if you want to learn about my story, you can go to our main website, beknown.agency. That is not .com. That is .agency. That's awesome. Fantastic, Daniel. Thank you so much for joining us on the air, sharing your story, sharing your expertise with our listeners. I encourage everybody get on your website, get in touch with Daniel Pope. We are going to squeeze in the headlines. We're going to squeeze in a quick break. Uh, and when we return, we'll continue our conversations. I'll be sharing some advice on how you can be productive uh, networking via Zoom. I know that's counterintuitive for all of you networkers and all of you folks that thrive off of those in-person conferences, all those in-person events. But I'll be sharing some expertise with you on how you can bet your put your best foot forward, both in terms of the follow-up as well as in the embrace of technology. Uh, be sure to check out my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download podcasts from the past seven plus years of shows. Click, uh, be sure to rate, review, and share with all of your entrepreneur entrepreneur friends, neighbors, and colleagues. Again, more Get Down to Business will return after this quick break. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business. Be sure to get in touch with our amazing friends and supporters of the show, uh, the folks at Chicago Signature Limo, chicagosignaturelimo.com. Bill Tommy Ravalli from Health Insurance uh, Chicago, healthplanchicago.com um, for all of your health insurance and, of course, your transportation needs. So if uh, speaking of transportation, if you tend to be a frequent work traveler or perhaps a regular conference attendee. I know I used to be one. It's likely that you've seen many of those events move to an online platform over the past year. While something is better than nothing, Zoom conferences certainly lack that engagement, that energy that comes to traveling to a different place, dining with new people, stepping out of your day-to-day -day routine, and being focused on a particular topic for a few days while your out-of-office message earns you a small breather. So perhaps you have an upcoming conference scheduled for at some point in 2021. You're holding out hope that it will run as planned. Sadly, I am skeptical that it's going to happen. The world has gone fully virtual in most places due to the impact of the pandemic. And it's probable that some of those changes will be long lasting. Um, and that's because we haven't yet figured out how to completely contain all of the strains COVID-19. And so I'll give that shameless plug. Make sure you're continuing to stay safe. Make sure you're washing your hands. Make sure you're wearing your mask and all that. Um, and many organizations are realizing the benefits from cost savings creating efficiencies that come with that virtual work. So while Zoom fatigue is real, I know at first hand, we need to accept that even when life returns to normal, whatever that normal looks like, many events and meetings will continue to be virtual um, to a larger extent than we've seen pre-COVID. 
So instead of resisting this new reality, why not get a jump start in engaging it to the fullest? In, so here's a couple of tips on how to increase your network during these virtual events. Embrace the change. It's not uncommon to hear people speak about when the pandemic is over in a way that suggests that there will be a shift back to life as it was. Although the pendulum will probably rebalance in some areas, others will remain on the current trajectory. And those who embrace that new reality, it's going to be for the best for them. So uh, that's, that's for sure. Here's a couple of things that I would recommend that you do. Learn to fully use the tools. With the recent boom in virtual engagement, um, there are so many things that you need to know about the new features that are regularly coming online in effort to provide an enhanced experience. It can be daunting, but many of those features are actually pretty user-friendly when you get to know them. Make an effort to become an expert user on Zoom. Make sure you know how to modify your name on the screen. Uh, sometimes your first name may be enough, but make sure you're putting in maybe a descriptive title, something about your business. Um, remember those lanyard name tags? Make sure your, your name on Zoom is reflecting that. Invest in your environment. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting. It's become so common uh, that uh, people are putting these virtual backgrounds. Invest in it. Uh, and it's so easy to invest in your lighting. You can invest if you go on Amazon or, or your local small business. You can find a small... Uh, but high-quality USB laptop camera with adjustable lighting. There's also these uh, selfie rings, which can add a ton of brightness for probably about 10, 12 bucks. And it really will help you with that environment to make sure that you are looking as, uh, as good as you should. Um, and initiate virtual solutions. Humans have a tendency to gravitate towards habit. So while you might be most comfortable with a conference call or basic video calling, this is your time to, again, start to stretch into new platform, some of the new technology that's out there, and will allow you to attend fully, will allow you to take advantage of chatting and, and, and applauding and all that sort of good stuff. It really will make you look the best that you should possibly look. And remember to focus. Remember that while we are all multitasking, we're all at home, and we are all trying to juggle a lot of things, remember that if you block out 30 minutes for a video conference, that means don't start also making your dinner at the same time. Put, put some of your other technology in the other room and stay focused on the meeting that you are in. This will allow you to put your best foot forward. And speaking of putting your best foot forward, make sure you're preparing in advance. Ideally, find out who's attending the meeting. Research them in advance. Make a note of the people you'd like to meet or connect with later. Look at the agenda. Begin thinking about the topics that are going to be discussed. Plan to contribute in the chat, the breakout rooms, the polls. Have questions ready for presenters, panelists. So that will allow you to stand out and be memorable even in this virtual background. And that's what I mean by getting involved. It means that you'll step up, step out, and make as big a difference as possible. And follow up. Follow up is key. I talk about that all the time on the show. Make sure you're connecting on LinkedIn with attendees, with speakers. Set up one-on-one -on -one follow ups with the people that you come across. Consider a small discussion group. Maybe uh, if you're all in the same industry, be the leader. Set up a follow group to some of the seminars and the conferences that you might be participating in. So remember, while you might be participating in a virtual event, that doesn't mean that it needs to be of lower quality than any of the other things that you're already doing that you might have been attending in person. Make sure you're putting your best foot forward by preparing, by using the technology, by making yourself look good. Put your name on the screen. Follow up with attendees. LinkedIn is your friend and will allow you to stay engaged and connected with folks all the time. So there you go. My Zoom or whatever platform you use, uh, tips of uh, for networking in our new reality of 2021. Uh, and be sure, get on my website, shalomkline.com. I post a lot of tips, advice, information. Be sure to check out my social media as well. 
again, my website, shalomkline.com. Follow me on Twitter, at shalomkline. So we are going to squeeze in a quick break, continue our conversation, more small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And be sure you are clicking subscribe, rate, review, and share on your favorite podcast app. Host another podcast called We All Serve, where I interview military leaders speaking about their experiences. There's always a lesson for you. So again, we're going to squeeze in a quick break. Check out my website, shellandclimb.com. We will be right back here on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship when we return. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. I am back with the founder and the CEO of Captivated Health. Mark Anya joins us here on Get Down to Business. Mark, welcome to the program. Thank you, Shalom. Nice to be with you. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's, a great, it's great to have you, and uh, I've been looking forward to this conversation. Um, so let's talk about Captivated Health. Um, your uh, tagline is, the greatest wealth is health. So how did you get into this and what is, uh, what is the problem that you are uh, endeavoring to solve? So the problem we're endeavoring to solve is, uh, first of all, I'll back up and say that the area of focus that I pay attention to is employee benefits. And specifically, if you look at health insurance, which employers sponsor as part of their benefits package for their employees, my organization focuses on organizations that invest a million dollars a year or more. Uh, into their health benefits on behalf of their employees. When you look across the country in the private health insurance market, roughly 50 million people get their health insurance for employers between the sizes of 50 employees and 500 employees, which represents about $380 billion of spend uh, in our country. It's a significantly fragmented market. Uh, that particular market segment is one that's overcharged uh, for the risk that it presents. And more importantly, and probably where my passion comes from, is to really help the consumer uh, navigate this complex healthcare system so that they can get the highest quality care at the lowest possible price and not have it be a hassle when it's already emotionally challenging. Absolutely fantastic. And you, uh, if I understand correctly, um, Captivated Health is a division of uh, a Massachusetts-based company. Uh, that has clients across the United States. So how has um, uh, your uh, parent company, why, why Captivated Health? Again, let's go into that unique value proposition over here. Um, what, wh why, do you, why do our listeners need to know about Captivated Health and why are you making a difference across the country, especially in this critical time? So the name of the organization, our parent company, is Borslow Insurance. That's B-O-R-I-S-L-O-W, Insurance. And that's where you could actually find out more information about what we're doing. Uh, we are a traditional, what you would call, brokerage and consulting firm, a regional brokerage and consulting firm that uh, takes care of roughly 40,000 employees and their family members, all told in our book of business, for about 100,000 people um, all across the country as a result of the employee benefits they get through their employers. Uh, we uh, do a lot of work with private schools, uh, charter schools, boarding, boarding schools, day schools, uh, many, many college prep schools, I guess is probably what the best you would call it. We, we had three groups of uh, schools that were purchasing collectively in three states, one in Maine, one in New Hampshire, and one in Massachusetts. And it was, as a result of the Affordable Care Act, uh, those purchasing consortiums were going to be significantly damaged. So they were looking for us to come up with a solution. So this started, Captivated Health 
started from a desire to help our current clients figure out how they could take more control of their healthcare plan, not have to be concerned with the state line barriers that exist in the way they were purchasing insurance collectively before, and then ultimately help them create their own insurance company where they're the ones who are in control. They're the ones who govern the community. And what we are is the Intel chip inside helping, helping them run that community. And the amazing thing about it, Shalom, and I think the most powerful thing uh, that the community has created. When I say community now, we're up to 30 organizations with 5,000 employees and 10,000 people, belly buttons. So while that may not seem significant, it is significant in the sense that you're now helping 30 organizations collectively take the risk of offering health insurance and healthcare benefits to their employees, but more importantly, now taking control to make sure that their employees are getting the highest quality care at the lowest possible price point. And when you see the collaboration, we've been doing this now for seven years. Um, and when you see the collaboration of the first stage of, I, I don't understand what you're talking to me about. I don't even understand the language. So imagine a time when you've traveled to a foreign country and you don't know the language and you take out your little book and you're trying to read the book while someone's conversing with you. It's a very difficult thing to do. Over time, they learn the language and now they're able to have a conversation with each other. And we become actually less important as the guide and ultimately stand at their side and help them realize the healthcare future that they want for their employees and their family members, which are their most important asset. So the real specific answer to your question, if you look at health insurance, it is the number two expense on every business owner's profit and loss statement, second largest behind payroll, and it grows four to five times faster than any other. So it eats margin. If you're a non-for-profit organization, margin, no margin means no mission. If you're a for-profit organization, less margin means unhappy shareholders. So either way, it's a challenge. And what we do is help these employers take control of that uncontrolled line item, really squeeze the efficiency out of that line item so that they improve the experience and the quality, but also save money that they can redeploy back into other areas of their business. Yeah, absolutely. I'm chatting with uh, Mark Anya, who is the, uh, the CEO of uh, Captivated Health, uh, which was founded in 2014 into the division of uh, Barslow Insurance. Um, and uh, we're going to squeeze in a break in a moment, and we'll talk a little bit more about the, uh, the impact, because ultimately that's what it is all about, uh, the impact that's being provided. So, Mark, uh, in our remaining uh, few seconds over here, where can people learn more about Captivated Health and, uh, and get in touch with your team? So they can go to www.borislow.com. So that's B-O-R-I-S-L-O-W.com. And www.captivatedhealth.com. Fantastic. Well, Mark, when we return, we're going to talk. I know you put this all over your website, which we'll send our listeners to. Uh, you talk all about the impact that you are having. So we'll continue that conversation and talk about uh, some of the growth plans over the coming years. But again, chatting with Mark Gagne um, from Captivated Health. Uh, more get down to business when we return. Get on my website, shalomkline.com. Again, quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. I'm, I'm returning with Mark Anya from Captivated Health. We've been chatting all about the, uh, all about the, uh, the work that they're doing and the story behind, uh, behind their work, which is not just 
uh, a business. It's truly, it sounds like a labor of love and trying to make a difference for people. So all over on your website, Mark, you talked about how his captivated health impacted Joe. And I love that. That's a uh, fictitious uh, customer, but there's a lot of very real people that you've been able to help. Tell us some of those stories and some of those examples. Sure. And again, thank you for having me on the program. Significantly appreciate the opportunity to share the message of how we're helping to make healthcare easier and more affordable for people. So Joe is a fictitious consumer, but it it really represents the masses when you think about it. Today, our um, healthcare environment, the challenge behind it is there's a lack of transparency. If you think about healthcare, it's the only product or service we buy that we don't have access to price or quality before we make a buying decision. And so with that as a backdrop, Joe is frustrated because Joe doesn't know what to do when he gets hurt. So let's create a fictitious character of Joe in his 40s, working for an employer with 100 employees. And Joe is a relatively healthy guy, but he has multiple sclerosis that he takes medication for on, a, on, a, on an everyday basis to live his life. And uh, the cost of his medication is about $69,000 a year for him to take that medication, but that's not as out of pocket because he has insurance. Um, Joe is also very active. He plays basketball. Um, he's very athletic. He's a weekend warrior. That's what I would call Joe. Uh, but Joe hurts him, hurts his shoulder. And Joe is then diagnosed and told that he needs to get rotator cuff surgery. So there's two examples of Joe being a relatively healthy individual, has to take a chronic medication, but he's very active and takes care of his life, but he gets hurt. In the current environment, Joe's drug to treat his MS is a drug called Tecfidera, and it's made in a foreign country, an English-speaking foreign country, um, overseas. And that drug over there costs $17,000 for an annual supply. But over here in the United States, it costs $69,000 for the exact same drug. Gee, I wonder why that's the case. Because those prices are elevated because we're essentially subsidizing the rest of the world. Now, Joe learns this through our captivated health education process because we recognize that the healthcare literacy rate in this country, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation, is 14%, which essentially means nine out of 10 people are operating the healthcare system have no idea. Remember the conversation we had about the language? They have no idea how to navigate the system. But through our concierge service, which operates 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, when healthcare happens to Joe, he can have a conversation or tap and swipe the app. And in this case, Joe finds out that we have a medication program that you know allows him as a consumer to import his medication directly to his home, coordinating with his doctor and his pharmacist. But the cost of that medication is significantly less expensive, as I just shared with you. So Joe's employer says, you know, Joe, if you do that, and you don't have to, by the way, because our whole system is about you making your own choices, that I'm going to financially give you an incentive. If you do that, I'll waive your $2,000 deductible. You will? Why would you do that? Well, you see, Joe, I want you to get your medication. I don't want the cost of your medication to be a challenge for you. And I'm also taking the risk on paying for the cost of your medication because we self-insure and finance our, our health insurance plan. So I would mm-hmm. save as an employer about $50,000. Wow. So I get my medication. I don't have any out-of-pocket. And I save the company money. Well, why wouldn't I do this? I don't know, Joe. Why wouldn't you do this? The second example would be Joe needing to get surgery. And we have a second opinion service where Joe can tap and swipe the app and get a second opinion service about the care and treatment that he can get. And he finds out that he actually doesn't need rotator cuff surgery, that he needs physical therapy, which helped him avoid $15,000 of surgical costs 
and a long recovery process. So in a nutshell, Mark, uh, quite an impact on Joe, um, which is huge. Uh, again, I've been chatting with Mark Anya from Captivated Health. We shared your website a moment ago, but let's do it one more time for our listeners. So the website, there are two of them, uh, Borslow, www.borislow.com and www.captivatedhealth.com. Fantastic. Mark Anya from Captivated Health to success. Let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560.